1: Post your free job on linkedin.com/recommend today.
0: It is 207 Tech Talk underway. Doug Swinhart is in studio and it's simple if you have a question about your computer, hardware, software, whatever, feel free to call us or text us 651-461-9226 651-461-9226 and uh, Doug, it's always good to visit with you. I hope you're doing well and had a good Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah, it was kind of quiet this year, but it was very nice, just the three of us at home. So it, uh, it was good. It was good. Very good.
0: Yeah, um, outstanding. Uh, Doug, uh, always a busy time of year when it comes to computers. Uh, the weather turns chilly. People are spending more time in shopping online. Any advice when it comes to shopping online to, to protect yourself?
1: Oh, you know, you got to really watch what you're doing when you're online shopping. Uh, Make sure your browsers are up to date. If you've got antivirus and anti-malware, that should be up to date. And, of course, I always think that uh, I feel that Linux operating system is more secure. But Windows is doing quite well. And, of course, there's Mac and Apple. They're right up there, I think, within the top two. It would be hard-pressed for me to say which one's more secure, Linux or Mac. But you're in pretty good shape as long as you pay attention to what you're doing and be cautious. It's not recommended to use cash cards online. You can use a credit card, but cash cards, not so much. I still prefer PayPal or Google Wallet and, of course, Apple Pay. There's a lot of alternatives. But just just pay attention, and this is a good time of year, to be watching your credit cards online as well. If something is happening, it's best to catch it right away and nip it in the bud.
0: All right. All um... right. What, what about uh, credit cards and those offerings of virtual numbers and those sorts of things? Have you ever that's tried a, that?
1: Yeah, that's actually a pretty fair deal, too. Uh, several of the credit card companies are, are offering. You get a different credit card number for every transaction, which is really, I think, slick. The only thing that I would say there is make certain that you take a, if you're in Windows, take a snippet of the screen so you actually keep that number. Make sure that there isn't any confusion on your end or their end. As long as you do that, one more layer of security is never a bad thing. It, I, I kind of like that concept.
0: All right. Tech talk underway. Uh, Doug, it's something we we always talk about, and th- this is, is so important. I can't stress it enough. I, I talked to one person in particular that uh, had a hard drive failure and uh, – are now in a panic because they don't have copies. They, they don't have backups. Uh, l- let's talk about this again. We cannot stress this enough. It's probably the most important thing you can do when you own a computer and have photos and files that you want to hang on to. you got to have copies. You have to have backups.
1: You know, it's interesting that you say that, that it's the most important thing, because it is. The reality is is it's the first to be neglected. I, I, it's it's like we get to rely on our computers and we, we kind of lull ourselves into this, into this false sense of security that everything is good. Well, it's kind of like having car insurance. It's always better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. And it's the same way with backups. For goodness sake, especially at the cost of hard drives today, all of the different levels of, of, of free online uh, cloud storage, there's really no reason in the world while people don't have at least three copies of everything that they consider important, tax records, and most of all, pictures. I just can't tell you how many times you're just heartbroken to see somebody that's lost 15, 20 years of pictures. And now, you know, computers have been around long enough to where there's people that that's the only collection they have. They don't have any film. Everything's been digital for so long now. It's really important that people take this serious. And even today, as inexpensive as a second computer could be, to to get a second computer, have a small computer down in the basement or in a different room, connect it to your local area network, and the copy, you can just do a straight copy from one machine to another. Lickety-split, and it's done. You just can't stress this enough, Steve. You just can't.
0: Yeah, we we bring it up all the time. If you're willing to pay a little bit of money, there are a lot of good services out there, but recommend people uh, get a plan and back up your data because, Doug, guys like you can fix hardware, replace hardware, put it into a hard drive, uh, replace screens, all of that sort of stuff, keyboards, for that matter, on a laptop. There's a lot that can be done, but you, you, you cannot recreate that data. And if you do have a hard drive failure, there are options, but they get very expensive quickly to retrieve oh, that data.
1: Oh, that's exactly, that's exactly correct. Yeah, one thing that we just can't do is just recreate the data, especially pictures. Uh, you just can't stress it enough. I think people should have a working copy on their on their progress computer, on their uh, computer that they use daily, one full copy, have an external drive that they could put someplace on a shelf or maybe someplace else, possibly a flash drive, carry it in your purse. And then an online storage. Yeah, those three would be, in my opinion, the minimum. Absolute minimum. But there's no reason you couldn't have a fourth. There's just no reason for it. Uh, we have everything at our fingertips. But, you know, human nature, being what it is, Steve, we just we procrastinate, we put stuff off, and, well, pretty doing it gets to be a habit that we're doing that, and that's when things will hit. I, I wish I had a dollar for everybody that said, oh, I should have known better. But at that point... It's too late. And then if I can't recreate it or I can't retrieve it, um, there's a uh, on-track over in Eden Prairie. Um, not cheap, but they do do a good job. Probably in the top two in the world. My opinion, I think they're number one. But we gotta give other people credit we might not know about. But it's a uh, really, really critical to create the right habits. Now, once a month or so, I just quick like a bunny pop mine up. But if I do something important. I do it right away. And your little thing with this email business, I love. I think, I I wish I had a a number of people who have said, I'm doing that now. So I got my documents or I got my tax records or I got whatever. Uh, But this is really, really crucial that people have a plan in place and create good habits and just follow that plan. Make sure what's important, you have copies.
0: Doug's joining us. It is Tech Talk, that number again. 651-461-926. 651-461-9226 two, two, that is good for a call or a text here at News Talk e3l@wcco 651-461-9226 is the phone number and that is good for a call or a text if you get a hold of the studio you'll visit with producer Carrie Clatt. otherwise the text come right into the studio it's extremely handy and a great way to go. Let's go to the text slide. Currently have Windows 8. Um, is it too hard or too late to upgrade to Windows 10, or should I think about Windows 11?
1: Oh, I, if you're going to upgrade, I would definitely upgrade to 10. I, the more I work with 11, I just um, I've got a whole list of issues, and they're fixing them as fast as they can. But simple things, things that you would expect to work that used to work and now don't. I just think that it's just way too premature, especially with an older machine. Now, you can still update to Windows 10 just fine. Uh, The best alternative is if you've got plenty of copies and you can wipe your drive and do a fresh install. That would be the way to go with, with a Windows machine. And I really think that, and Windows 11 by itself, if you don't have the Pro version, there's no way that you can have a local logon account, which I think is important. And so this, uh, and with you do have the the free version. I can be reasonably certain that they're selling your private data to make up for the losses of uh, income generation. But this is, um, I just don't. I'm not comfortable. I can't recommend eleven at this point, especially for a production machine. It, it, it's just just too soon. Just way too early.
0: Two sixteen here at News Talk 830 three O W C C O. It is Tech Talk. Uh, I ran AdVisor on my Acer laptop, and the scan locked up halfway through and wouldn't finish. What happened there? I, I've never heard of AdVisor Review. you.
1: Uh, you know, I've gotten some rumblings about this. But I haven't had a chance to look at it. I, um, I'm just not real comfortable with uh, something that you download and you just automatically scan your whole system, unless it's somebody you know. I think you would be better off to use um, uh, a C Cleaner or a Provisor, and of course, Malware Bites, ADW Cleaner, if you just want a, a real quick scan. I think ADW Cleaner would probably do better than Ad Advisor. I'm just, um, you got to make sure who you're doing business with. As they promised you the moon, and I'm not comfortable with that at all. And to answer a question that's, well, what happened? I don't know. <laughs> I would be real leery. Yeah. I think that I would be jumping on some maintenance on that one right yeah. away. Yeah,
0: and they just followed up on the text line. They they meant provisor, uh, not advisor. So oh. let's erase that and skip the confusion there. Provisor, uh, we've talked about it before on the program. If the scan stopped, what could be going on?
1: I'm not certain it actually stopped. The first time that this thing runs. Uh, and if, it depends on the size of your drive and the speed of your computer, of course. But the first time it runs, it's actually clearing off the empty sectors on your drive. And if it stops, just cancel it, and it'll take a while to cancel when it gets into that mode. And run it again. The second time will go a little bit quicker. But that first run on that, this is not uncommon with Provisor. Uh, this is uh, Especially if they've got a lot of data and a lower RAM system, possibly four, megabit, four gigabits or somewhere in there. But that first run, the only other thing I would say is if they have their power settings set in such a way to where it may be actually stopping during the scan, but your screen should go black or go dark or whatever it does. I don't recommend running screen savers when you're doing that. This is one area where you might have to just turn the brightness down on your monitor, and just, but let it run. I've seen some Provisor systems on first run Take 12 hours the first time. Next time, it's 35 minutes. So it's uh, It could be that it was just not finished with that first drive run. Uh, that would be, uh, I'd have to talk to them to make sure, but I think everything's just fine there. They just got to let it work or cancel it, restart your computer, and give it another shot. Should be okay.
0: All right. By the way, we'll spell it for you and get that out of the way on the program early because once we mention Provisor, we get about, 10 or 12 texts that's saying how do you spell that well here it is p r i v a z e r i'll do it one more time p r i v a z e r so there you go. 219, quick break. We'll come back. More Tech Talk. If you're having computer problems, hardware, software, whatever. Uh, Doug's the man. He's here for the entire hour. And that number is simple: 651-461-9226. That's good for a call or text. We'll be right back here on News Talk. e wcco Tech Talk continues here at News Talk. Eight9 and the phone lines are open. 651 651- 651-461-9226. 651-461-9226. If you want to call, that's great. If you want to text, that's great too. Uh, Doug, can you use a TV as a
1: monitor? Oh, absolutely. Um, In fact, most computers today come with an HDMI port. So that your HDMI cable, plug it in, and you're rocking and rolling. Yeah, the only big thing here is resolution. You're going to want to have a TV that has a good, strong, high resolution. But today, most of them are a 1920 by 1080 They are called 1080p or 1080i. But they're, uh, they're more than capable of doing this. It's wonderful. And, of course, if you can't get it connected with a cable, you can pick something up like a Chromecast and cast it right from your computer to your TV. But that's going to be a little bit more work and not near as intuitive to work with. But, oh, yeah, I I, I haven't seen a... A TV for years that you couldn't connect to a computer. That's a good question. I like
0: that. Yeah, and, and it is a good option, particularly if you're going to use that computer to to watch something or do something along the lines. We we did it ah. at the holidays last year during COVID. We we set up a computer so we could see everyone on the television, and then we used the camera on the Chromebook, so we were able to have a little bit more interaction and a bigger screen to see everybody. Uh, during the holidays. Uh, so, yeah, it works out really well. Super easy. And, and generally, uh, items like Chromebooks and, and other computers. I know Macs have this feature where you can sometimes throw whatever you're seeing on your computer onto the television. That's a little bit more advanced. you got to play with it. But there, there's some pretty cool features that use Bluetooth technology. Oh, yeah. And
1: especially like the Chromecast and uh, and what Apple's got. Yep. Uh, it, it's just yeah, bang, 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 and you're connected and you're rolling. Yeah, I think that's just phenomenal. And I, where we're going today, in my opinion, is every screen in your house is going to be accessed to the Internet, and you'll have access to a computer via that screen. It's coming. Uh, there's just really no reason why it it isn't all there already, uh, other than I think a lot of marketing, and it's so much fun to sell all this equipment. But it's all going to merge very, very quickly, even security systems. I wish I saw a little bit more work in the TVs with the picture in a picture. Um, I, I've noticed that, and I'm sure part of it is trying to be competitive with cost. But the, in my opinion, that picture in a picture, if you've got a security system and a television set up, and you are answer that without even getting up out of your chair, it's a feature. It's a future, no doubt about it. Now, especially if you've got a large place. But this is you're going to see this become commonplace in nearly every home probably in the next three to five years.
0: Yeah, it, it it really is extraordinary what you're able to do, and you know it's one of those things where where generally if you're playing around with that, you can't break anything. If you're trying to use one of those features, it 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 it's not it's not like playing around with your data or your operating system or the hard drive or any of that sort of thing. You, you you generally can't break anything when you're when you're doing things related to video and using new displays. its You know, just, just play around a little bit, maybe maybe do a Google search on it.
1: Yeah, and um, and the, the big thing with this is this type of equipment, you really do get what you pay for and you really kind of want to do some some serious research. Just security systems alone now. If you're using power over ethernet, for example, which I think we're going to see a lot more of coming up, that has one cable running from the box to that camera. It, delivers electricity, video, voice, two-way voice, the whole nine yards. And to get by, well, people say, well, I don't want to spend any more money. I have to, so I'll have a wireless, which is okay. Nothing wrong with that. But then when they go to start doing the some of the, um, uh, well, I'm going to do the two-way voice. Well, you may end up putting in new batteries in this thing every month or have rechargeable. Then you got to buy a secondary rechargeable. Sometimes just the extra cabling, one-time shot. Probably, I don't know, $90 a drop, maybe, depending on how difficult your house is. But that's going to power it, and you're done. Do some research. big thing is ask questions, research, talk to these companies, look on Amazon, look on eBay. Take some time and buy the right product up front. It will really save you in the long run. 651-461-9226.
0: 651-461-9226 is the phone number and you can call Carrie and she'll put you through to the show or you can text the studio directly 651-461-9226. Um, Doug, we love the show. We've had a massive amount of junk email coming into our Gmail, uh, email junk folder started all of a sudden a 50 to a hundred per day, uh, Many are, are nasty and seem to be advertising. Uh, my wife has been deleting them a few times a day. Uh, how do we go about changing this? Um, once again, if, if it is uh, flow, flowing into the spam folder, that is a good thing. W- what do people do when they start getting overwhelmed with, with email spam they don't want to see?
1: Well, you know google really does a nice job of taking care of that all for you i've got mine set up to where once that message is 30 days old it's gone and i think that that's actually a default in gmail so i there's really no need to be chasing it and i i i gotta chuckle a little bit because i think what happened here is what happened to a lot of people somebody decided that they were tired of even having that spam come in and they started to go to the bottom of these messages or wherever they're directed, and they clicked the little link that said, click here to unsubscribe. Uh. And they put their email address in, oh boy. Yeah, once you accepted that email or that spam mail, three times in a row, you've actually accepted, all right, we can do business with your partners as well. And when you hit that unsubscribe, they shoot it out and away you go. But like I say, it's really not a concern with Gmail, Gmail will automatically filter it, throw it into your spam or your junk, and and you don't even have to go in there. No maintenance, no nothing. But that's a great text, and thank you so much. We're going to break
0: and come back with the weather, and we'll have more tech talk. Still plenty of time to get in via the phone line or the text line on the program, 651-461-9226, 651-461-9226. It is Tech Talk. Doug Swinhart's joining us through the news at 3 here on News Talk. e 3 C C O. 234 here at News Talk. E3LWCCO. Thanks so much for joining us in this sunny Saturday. And we want to go to the phone lines first here on Tech Talk with Doug. We'll bring in Cletus from Lafayette, Minnesota. Cletus here on the air. Hello.
1: Question in regard to our
0: computer uh we uh we're in the rural area out here so uh we maybe don't have the best reception and uh we get our uh, signal from a, a dish and a bit what what our problem is here started a couple months ago uh we lost our reception on our outlook.com email address but we do get the other e- uh internet reception i take the computer to town plug it in and all
1: the emails come from Outlook. And uh, so what else can I tell you? Uh, Why don't I leave it at that? What's your opinion? Yeah, this is a configuration issue of some type. Um, Most email clients, if you're using Outlook, if you're getting it through your browser, there wouldn't be a whole lot to do. So you would open up any web browser and just go to outlook.com and log in with your with your Outlook or your MSN email. If you're using a local client, however, which there's an Outlook client and it used to be called Outlook Express and then the Outlook uh, or other mail programs, that may be that may need to to have some semblance of of uh, configuration. Now, if you're getting your internet over the satellite, the original satellite, your upstream was done via telephone modem. So you were actually using your telephone line to get your upstream. I did have experience at one time when these things first came out that it didn't always crank up that phone line so much as it should right away. It didn't initialize it in time. So you're, it would cause things, especially with email, because you got to send that first network packet to the server requesting your mail. It could be a combination of things, but um, if you can't figure it out, give me a call and, and we got more time. Maybe I can come up with a couple other answers for you. And thank you so much for the call and have a good weekend.
0: Very good, Doug. Uh, let's follow up on a couple of things when it comes to email. Um, I've always, and I have multiple email accounts. I, I have one related to my work at WCCO. Um, I have an email account associated with my full-time job. And then I have two private email accounts. Pretty common. Pretty common. Um, I've had both of those, the Yahoo account, a lot longer than the Gmail account. So so I deal with four, and I keep my work email clearly separate from my private email in, in my Gmail and Yahoo accounts. But I have found it handy to have two separate uh, email accounts uh, privately. Uh, the, the Gmail I, I've had for maybe 10 years now. And the Yahoo, probably 20 years or, or a little longer, it seems. Um, but the point being is, there is value in having more than one email account.
1: Oh, no question about it. Um, my original Gmail, I don't know how old it is. It um, was within the first six months that uh, Gmail was sending out invitations to beta testing. I never dreamed that Gmail would turn into what it did, but it sounded like a good idea, so I jumped on the bandwagon. I still have that same account, and that really is kind of my my filtering of the spam. If I'm not sure who I'm doing business with, I just pop that baby, give them the swinherd at gmail.com, and let Gmail take care of it. I have yet to delete a message, got tons of space left over. I've just let Google manage that thing practically on its own and never had a problem, knock on wood. But you're absolutely correct. I think people should have two separate emails, or at the very least, to one email address with an alias so you can tell whether it's business or private. I prefer the two separate email addresses. That just makes sense, especially if you're going to be using it to save important documents the way that you've got your setup. It just makes sense. I do recommend that when you do this, people learn about the difference between POP3 configuration and IMAP, I-M-A-P, or in other words, web-based. The original email was POP3, P-O-P in the number 3, and you can go to any web browser, log on to DuckDuckGo or Google uh, search engine or whatever, and just type in POP3, space VS for versus, space IMAP, all in caps, and you'll get an explanation as to what the difference is. It's enormous, but with multiple devices and having web-based is the only way to go. But that will help you. It's a couple-hour read, good study. Anybody that uses email should have this knowledge. Uh, but yeah, multiple email addresses and multiple accounts, I think, are an absolute must today. And that's easy to do because everybody you do business with online, well, if you've got a Comcast account, you'll have a Comcast. And of course, you'll have your Gmail account and your work account. I bet money most people today have more than three. Good, good tech, good topic. Number on the program, six
0: five one four six one nine two two six. 461 I have a brand-new Mac from our text line. Congrats on that. Oh, yeah. um, please explain what DuckDuckGo is. It's advertised a lot on CCO. What is DuckDuckGo? And uh, is it something that can be used with a Mac?
1: Oh, absolutely. I just go to DuckDuckGo.com, and it's a search engine. <clears throat> perform uh, the same service that Google does for you, and they do a great job. Spend some time setting it up and getting your priorities set up as to how you want them to handle your privacy. What type of um, a content you want in. If you've got children in the house, it's a great, great search engine for parents to protect some of the obscene things on the net, protect their kids and their family from. I love DuckDuckGo, and it is growing by leaps and bounds. Uh, Google's still the number one search engine on the planet, of course, and probably will be for a number of years. But DuckDuckGo is gaining in, in popularity each and every day. And uh, just go to DuckDuckGo.com, just like it sounds, D-U-C-K, D-U-C-K-G-O dot C-O-M, and read about it. It is well worth your time. Uh, and search engines, there's going to be a plethora of those coming out. Brave's creating one mozilla's brick creating their own we've already got a whole bunch of them quant uh, bing and uh, a start page and we go on and on and on there's lots of search engines but i really like the way that tuck handles and protects your privacy i think that is top 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 shelf so i invite everybody just go and read about it it's a wonderful wonderful product um, and service it, it just you should know about it you really should
0: Tech Talk with Doug continues here on this Saturday at News Talk 830, WCCO. Um, on Thanksgiving, talked to a couple of relatives, and uh, they they had some excess computer gear, uh, an old printer, um, and some other stuff that they weren't using anymore. Uh, want to keep it out of the trash, want to make sure it goes to a good place. We have not talked about this in a while. As uh, people are maybe getting set up for the holidays, or maybe doing a little cleaning, spending more time indoors, uh, make sure that computer gear, that electronic gear, is properly recycled. There are a lot of services. Generally, you can drop it off at retailers. Check with your favorite retailer on that. But another good one is Tech Dump. We've brought it up before. Tech Dump dot uh, org is the website. Uh, they are a local non-profit. They've done great work. They have a spot in Golden Valley and a spot in St. Paul. Just check it out online. If you have gear you need to get rid of, that just can't go in the trash. That's a bad idea.
1: Oh, you know, that's cream of the crop right there, Steve. And something that surprised me over the last several years is the equipment that comes in, if it's resellable or fixable, they do that. And what i found is a lot of the laptops and notebooks and netbooks that they are actually selling as refurbs, they come from in from a lease. Some of these leases were only 12 months. I've actually seen computers being sold that at a refurb price, less than half price, that still have warranty left on them. And they are perfect. Not, I've, I've recommended this to several people have yet to have anybody displeased with that purchase. So they're more than just dumping off equipment techdump.org it's just wonderful wonderful business we are very fortunate to have them in our community
0: yeah and and what's what's great about it is uh they're they're doing uh, great uh work in our our community go to their website learn a little bit more about them but once again retailers will take this equipment you want to check ahead you just don't want to show up at their door with a bunch of gear but uh you know, Tech Dump is a great, and and by the way, if you have a business as well, I I know in my full time job in the printing business, uh, we have used Tech Dump for years, and they will come to your site and pick up the gear and and do it for a very reasonable fee. It's a wonderful service, and, and you're right. The what the, what they're doing is they'll for the stuff that that can't be refurbished or reused. Uh, they they will make sure it goes to the right spot and and recycle all this equipment. And another thing that they do, and this is very important, and people are concerned, making sure that their data is completely wiped, and that will help out there as well.
1: Oh, absolutely. And the thing about the equipment that they put out for sale, if you go to Tech Discounts, T-E-C-H-D-I-S-C-O-U-N-T-S, dot you'll see their whole list and you can buy them online if you want to they've got a wonderful line of products and not just computers but they've taken some old electronics i i was over there several months ago stevie i saw a techniques turntable looked like brand spanking new oh
0: wow I,
1: I was tempted to buy it i wanted to get it but i didn't have quite enough cash i just they got a plethora of equipment over there it's a wonderful place to shop for equipment, as well as dropping off your equipment. So, yeah, feel free to get in touch with these folks. They're great people to do business with. You just can't do any better. Um, Doug,
0: one quick one here before we take the final break uh, of the program. There's still time to get in, by the way, 651-461-9226 here on Tech Talk. Um, they asked about Yahoo, and they've had a Yahoo account a long time like I have. Is that a bad thing? I, I haven't had any issues whatsoever. This old Yahoo account has been plugging along for a long, long time. And, and there's no doubt this thing is at least 20 years old. And I pay a little bit every year, um, and it's gone up, but, it, but it's not a ton of money. So it is a paid account, and I, and I have been paying it, but so far so good. It, it, it's been a good, solid email account for years and years.
1: There's absolutely nothing wrong with Yahoo whatsoever, nothing. They've had some ups and downs over the years. Sure. But you'd be hard-pressed to find a tech business that hasn't. The one thing that I think drew attention to Yahoo, which kind of gave a, how do I say this, a negative appearance to Yahoo, was when they stood up and they said, you know, we want to give you the service, but we're going to have to charge. And I think that people would, oh, God, you know, But it's not much. I mean, it's what do you pay a year, Steve? Do you you recall what you pay a year? It's under twenty bucks. Oh, geez, what do you get? You know, that's like two cups of coffee if you stop out for coffee, right? Yeah. I I just, yeah, I just, uh, I, I think sometimes we're we're so in tune with everything should be free, and well, it really shouldn't. But there's nothing wrong with Yahoo whatsoever. And in fact, last several years, they've done quite a bit to shore up their security and. They're right in line. I put them right up in the top five of email accounts that you can have. I really do. Nothing wrong with Yahoo. And Yahoo search engine. That's a good search engine as well. You really should have Google search engine, DuckDuckGo, and Yahoo as your first three primary search engines. They all three do great work. DuckDuckGo would probably be my first choice. And Steve, we should mention, I'm not being paid to advertise DuckDuckGo and CCO. This is true feeling, and I think you're the same way. DuckDuckGo is a great search engine. Yeah, I, I just thought that that was meant that should be mentioned.
0: Yeah, and I I think we should bring that up. And just because they're an advertiser, we we don't put it out, out there. But since and I, I I to be upfront on it, I I didn't spend a lot of time with DuckDuckGo. But since hearing the ads, I've been playing around with it more, and I'm pretty satisfied. I it it is a good experience. And once again, I think. It, it's worth a try. Like we have talked about, multiple browsers, that would be Google Chrome or Mozilla Firefox or Microsoft Edge, and there's a lot of browsers out there. And then within that, um, getting used to multiple search engines as well. Spread the wealth around. Uh, some do things better than others. And I think when DuckDuckGo talks about privacy, um, you know, that, that is a bigger and bigger deal, uh, right now on, on what's being done with, with your search habits and, and what's being done with your data. We've got a break. We'll come right back. A final segment of the program coming up, so there's still time. If you want to send us a text, 651-461-9226, or call the studio. Carrie's standing by, 651-461-9226. You're on News Talk, E3OWCCO. The hour just flies by on Tech Talk. It's just amazing, like a time warp, if you will. <laughs> and let's go to the phone lines, bring in Marsha from Eden Prairie. Marcia, you're on the air with Doug. Hello.
1: Thank you. Hi, Doug. I love this show. Um, well, thank my you so question much. Is, yeah, I've listened for years. An old laptop, but the the problem is Microsoft Office 2010. What do you do if you've got that and, of course, it's no longer supported? Oh, I'd take it off immediately. And, uh, and, and, and make sure you get a copy of your data, but removing that should not interfere with your data. And as soon as you get that done, jump online and go to LibreOffice, L-I-B-R-E-O-F-F-I-C-E dot O-R-G and download the latest version of LibreOffice and install it with Libre. We can open, edit, and save any Microsoft Office document, Excel spreadsheet, Uh, PowerPoint, the whole nine yards. And if you need any help with that, you give me a call. That's open source software. Uh, You can put it on a Mac. You can put it on Windows. You can put it on a Linux machine. And there's several open office solutions that will replace office. Not a problem whatsoever. And thank you so much for the call, and have a good weekend.
0: Yeah, and this is a program you have talked about for years LaBree is a gem. Uh, Google has uh, a suite of services as well where you can do similar things. Uh, LaBree is a beauty. It's a standalone. Um, and like I say, getting familiar with Google Docs and et cetera is also pretty handy.
1: Yeah, the Google Docs, the now the Google Office Suite yep. is actually based on the LaBree and or OpenOffice. Uh, so they just switched like a hand in a glove, but they. I wouldn't like. To, I wouldn't use the term integrate. It's not really the way to, the place to use that term. But it's just goof-proof, simple. Fall off a cliff and get it done.
0: Yeah, and what's great about it is it, it will open old docs that you have. If you have an old Word document, it'll open that, and and you'll be able to go to work. Uh, very handy. It, it is amazing how that that's changed and let's face it there is a little bit of a learning curve with some of these things with LeBray there's a bit of a learning curve and you know spending a little time with it and playing around and it it is different than Word or Excel but but you can get it done you just you have to spend time with it.
1: Oh yeah you know as human beings we get used to Sure. We're doing the exact same thing over and over. And we get that kind of like this muscle memory or mind memory or whatever you want to talk about. And we start to work subconsciously. But as far as Microsoft Word, if you look at, at Libre Writer, it's almost identical to what she's got now in 2010. Almost identical. It's um, very intuitive. And some of the features that are built into Libre, we used to have to add extra software for. Uh, say, for example, I can, I can uh, open up a Word document and I can export it to a PDF file right within Libre. File, export, PDF, and out it goes, and it even names it the same name, of course, with a .pdf extension. Yeah, you play around with this, and I'm absolutely certain you'll be as impressed with it as I am. And that's LibreOffice.org, and there's several other office suites. But that's, uh, that's the predominant open source one.
0: Yeah, L I B R E office dot org. L I B R E office dot org. And what's great about it is it's another one you can play around with. You're not going to rack anything. Um, but as always make sure you have backups of your data. We opened the show with that and and I think we should open and close every show with that because it is the most important thing. If Good you idea. don't have backups of your photos and videos and your data and those documents you really need, take time today to do it don't wait get get that backed up because you know these mechanical things these electronic things can break or malfunction and and having multiple copies uh email it to another email account uh get an external hard drive they're they're dirt cheap right now there's really no excuse to not have that data backed up Doug agreed I completely agree yeah so so get a game plan and if you're not sure, reach out to Doug. And speaking of that, Doug, your phone number and email.
1: Ah, thank you. 651-552-9543. And, of course, admin at wccotech.com, A-D-M-I-N at wccotec 651 651-552-9543. And thank you so much, Steve, and have a good weekend.
0: Yeah, Doug, it's always great to visit with you. Once again, I hope you had a great holiday, and we'll visit again in a week. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right, there he is, Doug Swinhart, and it is Tech Talk Saturdays uh, between 2 and 3 o'clock here on News Talk E3OWCCO. We have all the news, we have all the weather, and then an abbreviated sports Saturday coming up. Uh, we have an early Timberwolves game in Philly. They play the Sixers, our pregame show at 4.30, and the tip just after 5 with Alan Horton. So we've got a lot to get to on a sports Saturday. Following that news and weather in a moment. Uh, Kerry Quiet is our producer. My name is Steve Thompson here on News Talk, 830-WCCO.